I'm Steve Backshaw, and you're listening to the Aussie Wildlife Show. Okay, and welcome to the Aussie Wildlife Show. Adrian here, and of course I'm here with Steve. G'day, folks. And we are very lucky to have with us Mr. John Nyer. John, how are you going, mate? Fantastic. Now, we're in Borneo. We're in the... Where are we? Where are we, Steve? We we are at the... Oh, it's a bit <laughs> embarrassing. We're at the Shangri-La Razzaria, which is a five-star resort, luxury resort. Um, roughing it. Yeah, we're roughing it to to look for nature in Borneo, in Sabah, in the Malaysian part of Borneo. And we we have with us John, and we, we've been we've been up in the jungle for a few days, and you were a guide, and mate, you're a fantastic guide, very knowledgeable, fantastic person, and we just wanted to do an interview with you, mate. And and we've mentioned your name a few times. You're a bit of a rock star around the guiding world here. Oh my God, no, I'm not. <laughs> I've been there too long. That's it. <laughs> 33 years. Yeah. You've been guiding for 33 years? 33 years, exactly. Fantastic. And um, I got my master's seven years ago. Yep. And um, it's in entomology. So basically, uh, I've won awards uh, for the best tourist guide award from the year 1999 uh, till 2003. So I've won the Sabah Award as the best tourist guide for five years in a row. So. How lucky are we? What? what? Who's the most famous person you've had to deal with? Uh, even Sir David Edinburgh. Ah, oh, no, never heard of him. <laughs> 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 and I was just speaking to a, a guest here just now from the um, from France, talking about Nicolas Hulu. I mean, he did a, a wildlife um, a nature filming uh, under Ushuaia Nature, under Discovery Channel. And I had a shock when he said like. He's, with, he's our our uh, one of the ministers in uh, in France. I said, okay, he can't even speak uh, English. So that's how beautiful it is. So he has been here for almost two months, filming. So Nicolai Hulu, yeah. So uh, so he's the uh, what nature nature minister or, or conservation minister or something like that in France. So. Is he staying here at the hotel? No, no, not at this moment of time. But this 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 tourist is from uh, this guy is from uh, France. So he told me like. So okay. Oh, amazing, isn't it? So. That is amazing. No, because we had a, um, a visitor arrive today with a police escort, tinted yes. windows, so there could yes. be anyone here. We thought it might have been you. No, 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 not me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that one. <laughs> um, so, me, we went out on a boat with you, uh-huh. and we, we went on a cruise along the beautiful Kilimanjaro River. Kinabatangan. 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 Thank you. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> That's what Adrian said. <laughs> and when, yeah, yeah. And, if, if someone was to come out on a cruise with you, what could they expect? Oh, rule number one, um, nature-wise, I always um, tell this to my to everybody, even my own family. Uh, don't go uh, and say like, "Oh, I want to see this, 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 this and uh, I, I want uh, amazing weather and whatnot." Follow with the flow, follow with the nature, and basically, like you'll get everything. But uh, you need at least three nights. Be better because uh, our our rain our rainforest when we call rainforest it can come anytime so it can be raining the whole day so you cannot do anything you can you can go onto the boat and get wet and go and see uh, things but there might be very few things that you can see sometimes it can be blank for almost like two hours boat riding so it's like because it's rain like you will use an umbrella and be under or use a raincoat 
the animals don't have that. So they hide under the trees and try to hide away. So that's where you cannot see anything. So you must have a little bit, a little bit extra days so that you see more things. You, you get what I mean? Yeah, I understand that completely. And also the visibility, I guess, would probably suffer a little bit too. Yeah, if you're early in the morning, the mist will come down into the forest and also onto a river. If you, say, if you go five o'clock, it's no point from going five o'clock. One, is a bit dark because we are 23 degrees above equator. And uh, why dark? And also the mists are there and also it's a bit dark. And you can go on for almost six o'clock, then everything breaks loose. So everything, even the, the mist goes up and everything, that's where, that's where you can see things. So remember, uh, we were even lucky to see the orangutan? Oh yeah, yes. So, so wild orangutan, so it's like, he was very shy, but I know, so he tried to hide out, but we still see him perfectly. I, I believe that you guys got a good shot that, of it. That was that's the closest I've been to a wild orangutan. I've been here before on the Kinabantangan River, uh, and that was the closest we've been. They've always been making nests in the top of trees yeah. at the end of an evening. Um, but right back at the top of trees, like this was right in front of us. It was awesome. Amazing, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was good. He was very visible, wasn't he? Yeah. There was one. We saw a second one too that was at the back. Um, like you say, he was uh, obscured. But yeah. That one particular one. Mm -hmm. Who spotted that? Was that you? You spotted that? Yeah, I smelled it. Because yes. we were tracking, I smelled it, and I also I, 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 I even heard <laughs> I even heard him mourning really morning it's like i thought it was far away like but then it was right on top of us right on top of the trees still sleeping so i didn't want to disturb it so yeah it was interesting because you said here in the jungle we use our eyes our ears and our nose yeah exactly because events once you make noise in the jungle everything just moves out of its way it, it gets away because it, they, they, i mean the animals or creatures are also scared of you so you can use your you can use your mouth but very softly it doesn't mean that there's a snake next to you, poisonous, and I, I, I don't use my mouth and I don't want to tell you. Then you get a, you get yeah. bitten by the snake. So yeah. you do use your mouth but very softly. You get what I mean? Yes. But very important is your nose, your eyes, and also your ears. So re remember, we saw like uh, six species of, uh, I believe, six species of primate and six species of hornbills. Hornbills. Yes, yeah. hornbills. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're so lucky because the the white crown hornbill. It's very, very rare, rarely seen actually. They, they don't go in flocks unless you're lucky where the, uh, the uh, fig trees are, are fruiting. My God, you're, you'll be lucky. You see more things like the primates go and eat, the birds go, birds life go and eat and everything. So it's like, it all depends on your luck. Because rainforests in Borneo, they bloom once in three years or if not, only in five years, once. So you, if you are at the, at the right place at the right time, we have. We, I mean, if if we have a group, we have only. If we have only got one good star, we see things. That one I believe in. Remember the otters? Yeah. No yes. other boat saw the otters. So, I was thinking like, oh, everybody going back, and that that trip we did almost four hours on a on a boat trip, almost four hours. So I said like, swing into the so small tributary. Well, we were looking for snakes, but we were looking for snakes. But yeah. but, yeah. but but but, but um, towards the end, all of everybody were looking on the right hand side, looking up and everything. So I heard something. So I turned up onto the left. Then I saw the four otters down there. So even Robert was saying, "Bloody hell! How do you spot that one?" I Didn't. said, "Yeah, it was just lucky." So yeah, sometimes it's just luck. Just follow that the was, nature. Yeah, that was so lucky. Yeah. Like and, and seeing the otters, like I had a list of things that I would love to see, 
um, and I didn't put otters on that list really in my own mind as soon as we saw the otters I just went wow that is something I would wish to see they were awesome like just amazing animals yeah well spotted they were the smooth otters yeah there's three smooth. three species yeah three species yeah. on the island yeah but very rarely seen because uh, the you know the river people are, are um, they are fishermen they hate them yeah, of course. Uh, because they, they come and steal their, their fish. They're eating, yeah. uh, they come and steal from their uh, nets. From the nets and also, yeah. From well, that's what that water monitor was doing, wasn't it? That young monitor was coming yes. and yes. taking the, the food. Yes. Because, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the trap was, because low tide, the trap was up. So once the trap is up, basically, even you have, you have the, uh, uh, what we call the freshwater prawn and also the, the, the fishes, they they become they, they're dead they become smelly, smelly yeah. so this this is what attract the water monitor to go down there so very good very good John you you mentioned rhinos uh-huh. you've been working as a guide for 30 33 years yeah. and you've seen rhinos only twice, twice. Very why very didn't you see them with us <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I say, like, uh, right now, right, right for rhino, uh, it's ex- uh, in Sabah, it's actually ex- very sad to say it's extinct. It's, it's extinct. Uh, the one that I saw on the, on the drive uh, towards uh, Dunham Valley, that was way back uh, 90, I believe it's 91, uh, nine, no, nine, sorry, 93 or 94. Uh, that was just mere luck. Okay. Remember just now I was telling you about Nicolas Hulu, the guy who's a conservation minister now? From France, yeah. From France. Because he booked the helicopter for 75 hours. 75 hours. 75 hours. That means one hour is 5,000 ringgit. Can you imagine how much is 75 hours? Because they had the budget under the Discovery Channel. So. Uh, it was way back in 1997. Wow, it's almost like 20 years now. 20 years now, yeah. Goes fast. So, yeah. So I saw these. Uh, I mean, uh, from uh, from the heli because they were hovering and everything. So we saw some mud and everything. So suddenly we saw something uh, in the mud, wallowing in the mud. So so we didn't we didn't um, they didn't drop us off down there. We have to go off five kilometers. Came down. All of us came down and everything. He went and got a few more um, um, cameramen and everything. So we tracked in. But we didn't disturb it, but we filmed it from far. But we did get a good footage of it. I believe, till today, Wildlife Department uh, has the footage. But at that time, it's not the uh, DVD. Do you remember the, the cartridge? The, the, VHS video. videos. Uh. It was on on a better cam. Okay, so it's been sent to uh, the ministry and also our uh, department. They still have it. So this particular rhino, um, a few years back, he came out, came out to the uh, plantation, and while I was summoned, and they 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 got him and they did research and everything, and uh, I believe uh, one of the uh, assistant director called uh, Dr. Sen. He's doing his PhD in Cardiff now on uh, proboscis monkey. He said, Larry Heljan, you don't believe this. When you match both, it's the same rhino. Wow. Oh. So, 
for me, I'm very sad because if only they've done something at that moment of time. That particular rhino called Puntung. Puntung means without a leg. She was in the mud, so I, I, at that time I didn't know whether she had had a leg or she was. Uh, she had. A, um, I mean, the, the, the leg has been trapped a few years ago, and she she got no leg when they when they found it. So, if only um, something has been done at that moment of time, she she might have a leg. Yeah. And that would have been the last rhino. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. And uh, she just died like last year. Oh, sorry. No. This year. This year. Early yeah. this year. So That's it's very, just sad. very, very sad. Like, like extinct extinction of a species. Is it? It's so, very sad. Yeah. yeah. Any any species, but yeah. to be the last last big animal like a rhino yeah. would yeah. be just so sad. But I I, I still believe that. Um, I mean, no doubt the the uh, the state of Sabah. The ministers, especially the tourism minister, is doing a lot to put up uh, like a, a first class, uh, like for example, like uh, orangutan. If you have an orangutan, fifty thousand dollars fine. Yeah, then you go for five years in jail. And if if the orangutan is injured and like you, you've never taken care of it, maybe you can go ten years jail. So not even a single person in in, 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 in Sabah who has orangutans like they can be like villagers they can't afford to pay fifty thousand so yep. they got to pay they got to pay by uh, years in jail Present so it's like so it's it's not it's not it's not that um, easy so it's very harsh it's good for the, me the, the laws are getting better it's better to get harsher so people don't keep as uh, pets is that is that just the Malaysian part of Borneo or is that Indonesian part of Borneo as well oh I'm sorry. Um, there's a lot of hoo-ha saying that uh, in Europe saying that also in America saying that uh, uh, we killed like three, 300,000 orangutans and whatnot. So if you have been with me to Kinabatangan, like even everybody on different uh, um, tour operators or even different resorts trying to look for orangutans. And we were the first one to see the orangutans, remember? Yeah. yeah. So so basically, we, we are not going to kill the the orangutans because it's the future for the for the river people yes it's, it's their bread and butter tourism just for tourism so you think that they will kill it no I don't think so but I hope this thing goes for any species even the elephants cloud leopard you name it even the banting the uh, wild ox we have the tambadao we call it the locally we call tambadao it's a wild ox it's as if he's wearing his white socks yes. and the bum is white so I've also seen them in uh, Malayo Basin and also Tabin Wildlife Reserve. So uh, luckily, uh, our tourism ministry, um, the, the minister runs like uh, it takes care of a uh, Sabah Tourism Board, uh, SPS, then Wildlife Department, then uh, Forestry Department. So they are all under the tourism ministry. So it's good because when, once they uh, like even Sabah Park, yeah? I forgot to say Sabah Park, because we have six uh, parks, uh, Sabah Parks. Yeah. Five, uh, uh, one national park and five parks under Sabah Park itself. So conservation is very, very important because for future generation. That's great news. Yeah. That's the best news ever. Yep. Do many of the locals feel lucky? Are they sad when an animal disappears? The, is it a? Oh, uh, no. But but okay. Talking about that, we do have uh, 
you know, like uh, was it last year where we went all the way out for poaches? Poaching is still done, and wild meat is still a delicacy. And the saddest part for me, I will say, like uh, I'm doing, I'm doing mostly European market. Yeah, uh, Australian, yeah, a little bit because uh, most of them go to Indonesia because it's closer. So we do get Australians, but very less. Yeah. But uh, what worries me about the uh, the uh, wild bush, or you call it bush meat or wild meat, because a lot of Chinese are coming down here. So that's what worrying me because they go for all these exotic meats. So uh, as a wild honorary wildlife warden myself, I've given uh, quite a lot of. Uh, input to the wildlife department and even to the forestry department and uh, Datuk Semanan basically to uh, how we can uh, go and arrest them, catch them, red-handed, eating these and whatnot and the wildlife department. So it's good to have that but not many people has it but some people have it just for the fun of having a, a warrant card to arrest somebody but for me it's to save the wildlife. Yeah, so. I can see that you take it very seriously. You're very passionate about exactly. The even even when guiding is for me, it's just passion. Well, I cannot be rich doing guiding, but I still put all my kids all the way up to uni and whatnot. What's your best tool with that? It's obviously that they're, they're putting out good fines and, and arresting people, etc. But is is education a big part of of getting the message out there to people? Yes, that's what the wildlife rescue unit are doing and wildlife department are doing to. Uh, to have their when, when they function, they'll just put all uh, like for example just the skulls. And so like even a kid when when a school kids see the skulls, say what is that? I mean they want to know. So that's that this way it, it's interesting for them. It's like what is this? What skull is this? What skull? It looks almost similar. But yeah, you put an elephant skull down there. Everybody knows it's an elephant. Yeah. You get what I mean? But smaller ones, you call it. What 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 primate is this? What is this? So. It is uh, for them to, to learn education when, when they when they're young. Yes. If you give them an animal, they will know. Oh, it's oh, it's a civet. Or oh, this is a bird. Uh, you yep. know, you get I me? Mean? Or oh, this is a uh, orangutan. Or oh, this is a uh, bonin kippen. Yeah. So they will know. But sometimes with the skull, it's a bit tricky, right? <laughs> so it's so it's trying to get the newest generation on board. So in generations to come, hopefully it's not too late and things get saved. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, nothing is too late. No. If, if we 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 try. If we don't try, then it's too late. If we don't try, yep. it's too late. Yep. But if you try, anything you try, I mean, it's okay, nothing is yeah. too late. So, so things that, that I notice coming to Borneo um, is, uh, the first one obviously is the drive from, from Sandakan to, to the river, to the Kinabantang River. Kinabantang River, yeah. Um, there's, it's plant, palm oil, or palm tree plantations for palm oil all the way. Uh-huh. Um, can, can you explain if that's a good or bad thing for, for nature, uh-huh. uh, for the economy? What, what is, what's your but, thoughts see, um, on all of that? Palm oil for cash crop is good for us. Yep. So, for cash crop. So, Malaysia needs an income of some sort. Exactly. But the, the, the only thing that we didn't do, that I, I couldn't show you because uh, uh, we didn't have that much time, because the amazing part of the palm oil is a night drive in the palm oil plantation. Yeah. You see, because uh, for the fresh fruit bunch, where they have the uh, the palm fruit attached to it, it can go from uh, 40 to 60 kilos. 
a lot of animals love to eat it. Rule uh, the pest is the rats, and then the wild boar loves it. So when they are when they are rats, they are always uh, snakes to go for the rats and everything. And then again, they also we do have the the owls to also go for them. And and if you look the other way around, it's also the civets. We have the uh, leopard cat and other civets, even the badgers down there and everything. So nightlife is completely different in, in the plantation. Okay, so Inside the plantations the only really affect uh, the primates? Not, uh, yeah, but you see, like like the pigtail macaque and the long tail, especially the pigtail macaque and the orangutan, they, they still eat the fruit. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. But we don't want them to eat too much because they become fat. Because I'm out of oil down there. So they become fat. So we don't want that. But uh, they are co-existent where uh, orangutans even make nests on the on the on the uh, palm oh, wow. trees. Okay. And I will call palm plantation as a sundry shop for the elephants. They basically love the fronds for the fiber. They don't they don't they don't eat the fruits. They they, they get the fronds for the fiber. But if that particular uh, plot of land is a newly grown oil palm plantation. Maybe for maybe like a, a year or a year and a half. Oh my God! The owner is going, is going, to, is going to be like crazy because they pull off the whole plant and eat the root of it. Oh. Uh. So basically, like in one night, he can they can finish the um, the group of elephants can finish like maybe uh, 50, 100 acres of land easily. What happens in that instance? They they don't. They're not allowed to obviously attack the elephants, but they will call the uh, the, the wildlife department. Yeah, and then uh, the wildlife rescue unit are going to go down there because they, they are also based in Sandakan and also Ladato and also Port Aid and everything. So they they rush in. So sometimes we, uh, because the part is uh, wildlife rescue unit is self-funded, so they have they they have, sometimes they they run out of vehicles, they run out of staffs and everything. So. So, so suburb wildlife department staff do help them out at the same time, but we still need more funding for them. So, and the elephants turn up in interesting places sometimes, don't they? Exactly, you won't believe it. I've seen it on the on main road. I've I've I have a video like a, a, I mean they were basically the wildlife rescue unit trying to chase the elephants into the forest, and um, hell broke loose, and there was one baby in the middle of the highway. And, and people are videoing it. It's like, what happened to this baby? The wildlife department, like, I mean, exactly, but the local will always say, like, wildlife department not doing their job. Look at the baby down there. I mean, everybody said, but it's not that because every hellbrook lost and, and it's, everybody goes uh, each other way. So finally, the, the baby was reunited with the mother, no doubt. Yeah, and there was a case recently. The elephant came all the way to a small town called Tulipid, and uh, they went into a School canteen. <laughs> Walked through the school canteen, and I was amazed. Like this, this, uh, this guy who's videoing him, like not far from this. Uh, uh, he's not a fully grown elephant. He's a juvenile elephant, maybe seven, eight years old, like going through and whatnot. And also went all the way to the very close to the police station. <laughs> so it's like you know, you gotta mean like when you disturb their environment. They got no choice because they, there is a saying: uh, the older elephant teaches the younger one the elephant rule. Yeah. So they will follow. 
So as time goes by, when you cut down the forest and you plant it with, I mean, they don't cut down the forest, they, they own the land, they cut down, but then they, they plant oil palm. They know that's the route. Then how am I, how are they going to go? You think that the, when you put a um, electrical wire, so that they don't go, yeah, they know it, it, they're going to get uh, like a little bit of a shock, but they are stupid. I've seen elephants pushing a tree outside from the, the fence, put down the whole electrical fence, and then they went through. Yeah. They're not stupid. Either they want to do it or not. They're not stupid and they're very strong. They're very smart. <laughs> Every animal has their own smartness. So even, even I've seen like a, a mother, uh, orangutan. The baby was a bit too far and, and she was crossing this, this particular two trees. I mean, a lot of trees, this particular tree that from where they are, because we were right below with the boat, she made herself as a bridge. The baby came, making a lot of noise, and she crossed the mother and then went the other side, then the mother went off. So you can make, she made herself as a bridge for the baby. So everybody, every animal down there are smart. The only thing they're scared of is human. So I will say, for the next 50, 100 years, remember Kinabatangan? Kinabatangan is the longest river in, in Sabah, 560 kilometers long. Amazingly, the government have gazetted 250 as a, as a wildlife sanctuary. There are a lot of other NGOs from Japan, from, uh, from, from local and whatnot. They're trying to buy the land just next to the river and, and connect the whole 560. If we can do that, it's amazing. If any NGOs in the world can do that, can come and help us out to buy the land, has been given out to others as agricultural uh, farm. We can just buy maybe, uh, not much, maybe it's, uh, 300 meters from the, from, the, uh, from the river. If you can connect that 560, it will be amazing. There are a lot of things that I've, I've, I've never even finished the 560 kilometers myself. Yeah, not, not many people have done it. Yeah, so it's amazing. There's so much. Even there's also uh, caves that have. Uh, uh, do you know that we are one of our tribes? The uh, the pagans, they have. They, when, when the people die, they put the corpse in in the in the uh, 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 coffin and they seal it up with beeswax and everything. They put it in the caves. They are still practicing. Some of them are still. This this one tribe in. Uh, in Sigamari, we are still practicing it, practicing it and uh, they're still doing it. That's so there's so much thing to, to, uh, to still discover. To, to still and discover. Are many people living in a tribal way? I mean, you talked earlier uh -huh. about um, people using the blow, the blow darts uh -huh. and mixing a bit of technology, hunting at night time, putting a torch on their blow dart. And, can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, no, basically because some of the, the Murutik tribe, um, they, they, the oldest, they still they still do it. But if you want to see the the, the Penans from Sarawak, they don't use guns, they use basically that uh, blow that and also they, they hold on to a torchlight and then shoot. And you just play, please don't, please don't hit it. No, they are, they're very good at hitting uh, the targets. <laughs> and they're amazing. <laughs> you said that they're also very powerful too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. One guy even showed me a can you imagine a, 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 an animal like a, a fully grown um, sun bear? Wow. It's, it's very close to you and it wants to attack you. Can you pull out that and put it in within seconds? No, you know what, it's a, it, what it showed me? 
he put he pull out three he put it together and then put the back part of it and then he blowed it and it went straight to one direction he put three darts in the one pipe yeah can you, can you imagine that? That's incredible. What, where do they? Yeah, that is incredible. Where do they get the? You wouldn't want to be so. You wouldn't want to be wrong with the sun bear coming at you, though. Oh yeah. No, oh, yeah. That, that's the problem. Yeah, they're, they're pretty fit. They they look cute and cuddly, and yeah. and the smallest bear in the world, but they're still bloody big. They can crack a and coconut. With they would face. do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they chew they chew trees down <laughs> to nothing. <laughs> no, the, the the amazing part of all is any animals with babies. Yes. I will request my guests don't go close stay your distance give them give them the place to, to move around don't don't corner them once you corner them that's where animal and, and, and human conflict is all about give them the give them the place give, give them give them room don't 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 just go and corner them once you corner them it's like that's it when a cobra comes out what does he say what does he mean he's telling you I'm here get away so it, it's not attacking you but it's just telling you I'm here move out give me away I mean you just after a while you just move you just move almost peacefully but does human have that brain to do that but they just keep on I want to get a better shot on the eye shot and you know human got a lot of things that they want to do like I want to have the nostril shot no, the poisonous <laughs> one <gasps> but you've seen all sorts just just want to go back a quick second what do they use as the poison on those darts no it's basically uh, the roots of uh, from the jungle, the, the the poison is from the roots. They even they, they don't go close. They use uh, bamboo to poke the the back of the tree, and the sap comes out. And they, they just mean they they're like like maybe four or five feet away. Like they ask me, no, don't go close. This is how you do it. So, and and it's very very important. But after they they kill this animal with the, with the, with the, the dart, they they can still eat it. I mean, it doesn't affect you after a while. It's okay. No but, secondary killing. But don't don't get onto your skin uh, from directly from the tree yeah, yeah, yeah. when when the sap it gets on a tree or your eyes or say your lips or into your body or your cut you have and yeah mm. then it'll be like and and they can take down a pig and pigs have a fairly thick skin yeah oh yeah but uh, I, these guys the forefront teeth is is nothing they don't have forefront teeth the best blow data doesn't have forefront teeth on top Oh, so I thought you were talking about the pig for a moment is that, there. Is that from evolution or they knock them out? <laughs> Very simple. When they're, when they're looking at the target, they're taking out the dart, they're putting it into the poison, and they, when, they're, when they're putting it into their blowpipes, the hole is not big, so it, it, it hits on the side sometimes. Ah. So when they are putting it there, that's how the fall hit that falls off. Because they're actually they poisoned and just... Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's how powerful it is. You can be have a very good teeth on yourself, yourself, see, but but Thank you. if you keep on going on that, maybe your four teeth in front will go off. But <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, seriously, because I've seen that. They, they, they say like, how, when you're looking, because I don't want it to attack me, and I, I want it to be very slow. So when it's taking out the uh, the sharp end and putting it into the poison, and then. He's not going to look, and because his eyes no, has to be to on, the, yeah, on focus. So then I asked, I personally asked him, why did you don't have four teeth in front? Aha, that's why he told me. So, so for so many years, you've been putting that in there. So, Just killed those teeth. That's that. Kill so for those teeth. listening, he, if he's holding the pipe in his hand and he takes out the dart, 
he doesn't want to... I mean, obviously, it's a small pipe, and he's got to put the poison dart into that pipe, but he doesn't want to take his eyes off the animal, so sometimes he gets the poison on his hand... On the side of, on the side side of his hand. And then he puts the pipe to his mouth, gets a bit of poison on his gums. That's incredible. Now, these days, a lot of people don't eat the pig because it's a very um, Islamic... No, no, um, for the Muslims, climate. they don't eat pigs. They don't eat pigs. Not, uh, not even one Muslim in, 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 in Malaysia eat pig. But the, the non-Muslims... You see, Sabah has 32 ethnic groups of people. So basically, the, the Bajau tribe, the Muslims, don't eat pigs. But the others, the Kadazan, Dusun, Murut, and Rungus, they all eat pigs. So it's a delicacy. It's a delicacy, basically. So, yeah, even if you drive up to Kinabalu Park on the roadside, they even say, like... Uh, locally is at Sinaro Baka, so wild boar meat. So the locals buy from there and whatnot. So yeah. because it's also a pest. That's why I told you about the Alpan plantation. It's a pest in the plantation. So the plantation owners, they have the, uh, they will get the permits to to shoot and kill the pest. So I mean, you cannot just leave it there. So they they will they will try to dispose it and, and sell it off. So that's how it goes on. But one thing good about uh, the sanctuary, you are not allowed to touch, no, touch or kill any of the animals in the sanctuary. You get what I mean? But if the wild pigs, the wild boar, the bearded pig goes into a plantation, then it's then it's done. I mean, if he get killed, then it doesn't come back. But we saw a, a group of hu- how many was that? Twenty oh, oh, yeah, yeah, night. well, loads, yeah, yeah. each night, and yeah. they are big. I was personally very scared of the wild boar. Oh. Very scared. They were a bit intimidating. <laughs> they were intimidating. Were they? And at one point, I was staring at one of them, and and it, it I was staring for probably just a matter of a few seconds. But then I in my head I just went, Steve, stop staring at it because it's staring back at you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was pretty scary. No, basically, you are scared. They are a hundred times scared than you. Yeah. You get I me? Mean? Yeah. So, any animals, I mean, they're scared of you too. I mean, the only, only, uh, only creature that destroys the whole world is we human. So, when you're right, when the the pig-tailed macaque or the short-tailed macaque, uh-huh. they a lot of people say don't look him in the eye. Why, why is that? It's very simple. Like like like, okay, do you want a challenge? Like you're challenging him, so he he gets aggressive. Then he goes, he's looking at you like. Like as if, oh, come for a fight, but no, no doubt the canine is big, but yeah, I mean, I mean, if you, if you have a machete or you have a, a baseball bat, yeah, you win him, but if no means, they can be very aggressive. Have you seen much interaction between humans and animals in, in that way? Yeah, especially Sapilok. I mean, if, you, I mean, if, they, are, if they, are, they are a group of uh, uh, pigtail macaque, they can be very aggressive. Even on the on the railing, just don't don't look at them and don't 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 try it. Like problem is most of the tourists want to get a close up shot. That is the biggest problem. I want to take a close up shot of your of your face. What will I do? I'm going to look at you, right? Same thing. That's what that's what the, the, the tourists do. So you cannot. I mean, try to take. I mean, try to just 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 don't look at them and just just take photo is fine. But but good luck. Sometimes if there's an orangutan. I've seen a lot of cases like orangutan grabbing uh, tourist uh, cameras hmm. and, and unattended bags. That's why now in Sepilok, you're not allowed to bring in bags because of that. Because passport has gone up 
like 20 30 meters up and orangutan smell it and then then tear it and then lucky throw it down if no means that help there you go mm, that's cool well we're gonna um one other thing that i'd like to ask is um in the environmental sort of side of things is um in like one other thing that i notice um is the amount of plastic bottles and things like that that are around kota kinabalu the river camp and that is there measures to try and control that lots of rubbish especially plastic bottles here yeah. which i understand drinking water wise you have to use yeah but remember there are, there are a lot of clusters of uh, bottles that is in kinabatangan yeah it is the floater for the uh, yes yeah so so yeah about the about the rubbish yes but uh, <clears throat> if you go to a uh, islands i mean what we saw in the river not much of plastic, actually no, not no. much of uh, rubbish. Kota Kinabalu, oh, in the it, city itself, just a, an unbelievable amount. Yeah, yeah. But you see, some of the rubbish is not from the from the locals here. Mm. Some of the rubbish, if you, if you look at it carefully, it's got like, oh, Thailand. We can get from Thailand. Awesome. We can go from so it floats Vietnam. to here. It, it floats all the way here too. But but I would still say like uh, uh, a lot of people say, what goes up comes down. So what goes up to the house comes down, but but if they have a proper thing, because um, like plastic bottles, it's actually recycled. You can recycle it. Yes. Yeah. All the plastic you can recycle it. Yeah. And uh, even like the uh, uh, glass bottles, it's also recycled. You can go and sell it. Yes. But the, the problem is nobody taking initiative to go and collect it and sell it. You can go to the uh, uh, the. Um, Factories because they they rebottle it, but they got to do a lot of things, cleaning up and redo it, redo plastic. Yeah, you can. The last three places we stayed, every morning they give you a, a new plastic water bottle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, here they have the glass um, the glass bottles that they refill every day, which is a good way to do it. They obviously have because there's a lot of rain here. They sh- you'd imagine there'd be rainwater tanks everywhere and. Yeah. Um, yeah, mm. well, I, would, I mean, what Shangri-La, uh, Shangri-La is doing is good. I mean, to give you just a glass bottle. Yeah. But uh, but even you're traveling, you know, you, you get them in when you're traveling. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely difficult. Like even even like I wanna, I don't wanna use a plastic bottle ever in my life. But when you're somewhere like here, yeah. you it's very hard to to not have that choice. Shangri-La have made it a bit easier. We need our our reusable bottles that we use. Um, and, and use their water and fill them up. Yeah. But in some places, the camp, yeah, you just can't do it. Yeah, in, in, in Australia, we every bottle, glass bottle, plastic bottle, can is worth 10 cents. In wow. South, South Australia. Yeah, in South Australia, yeah. So so you give, you keep, we keep them all in a bag and then we take them once every couple of months and we get money back for them. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like, yeah that was, there's nothing like that here. No, I don't know. But the companies that, that do it will take those bottles back. That's really good. Yeah. That should tell me. Yeah. Good. That's a very really good idea. Yeah. Can I ask you about reticulated pythons, the longest, <laughs> longest snake on the planet? Uh-huh. You've obviously seen a couple of those. Oh, yeah. Seen any, seen any big ones? Oh, 20 plus feet, 23, 24 feet. Yeah, that was quite some time ago. Was that on the river? Yeah, it was on the river. Yeah. That was a long time ago, it's like uh, somewhere in Sukau. 
Yeah, we have to. At that time, there was no wildlife rescue unit, so we have to call the wildlife uh, wildlife department. They did catch, and uh, but I was worried that they, I mean, it will be, by the time they come and um, stressed out and whatnot, uh, it was uh, released because it's, they, they, they extracted and saw wild boar and, uh, and dog inside. So it's basically a wild like, boar and a dog and inside. Inside, so it's like. So it's like uh, lucky, very lucky that uh, they, they got in time and and uh, they did bring it back to Sepilok. They brought it back to Sepilok and did the research down there. And once uh, they, 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 they cleared off saying that it's safe, they release it back. And the worst part is they release it back in Sepilok. Oh, they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> for me, I would have not done it because they swear the, uh, the conservation of orangutan and they might go for the orangutan and whatnot. But uh, Sepilok it goes into the mangrove and connects back to uh, this way to uh, Kinabatangan again. So it's like You'd probably the pigs and the monkeys. Oh yeah, that's very awesome. Um, I think we're going to have to wrap up. John, mate, it's been great talking with you. Um, we're going to have to wrap this up because we're actually set up near a stage and the band are about to come on. So <laughs> who knew? If people want to get in contact with one of the best guides that they're going to meet in Saba, in Borneo, how do they get in contact with you, mate? Um, you can email me. <coughs> My email is uh, Naya, um, N-A-I-R, Na- um, Nigeria, Australia, Indian, Russia, underscore John, J-O-H-N, Japan, uh, Osaka, uh, what, Holland and uh, Nigeria again. At yahoo.com. yahoo.com. That's my that's my email. We'll put a link for that yeah. on, on our website. On our website. Yeah. Uh, uh, you can also um, you can also look for me at uh, www. It's all connected. dot johnnayasabaguide.com. Fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. Mate, thank you so much. You're We're gonna welcome. and you're gonna hang around, and have some dinner with I us. I think we could speak to John for days. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anything, mate. But uh, you know, there's so much thing to see, but. Uh, yeah. You only have so little time. Well, you yeah. do, and with a guide like you, you, you were pointing things out that we probably would never have you, seen. You make it so much easier. Yeah, it no, just the problem is. again, I, I even tried to insure my eyes for a million ringgit. No insurance company wants no. to do that. <laughs> you should. Are you that, that is, yeah. want, no, that is true. Like, that's his yeah. tools. Because, true. That yeah. is, because of my eyes, I can see things. Remember the Draco on, on the, yep. the riverbank? Oh, yeah, gliding oh, dragon. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, yep. the eyesight is very important for wildlife now. Uh, and he, guys, he makes it fun. You go on a night cruise with him, he'll give you a few drinks, a lot of laughs, knowledgeable. What more could you want? Yeah. Remember the, the, the big crocodile? Oh, we, we, I was yes. thinking like a crocodile. So like, basically, it's like, he's got to come back. So, we float yes. down. The, the stupidity of other boats coming in and the big huge boat came in. It's like, oh my god! Yeah. The medical boat yeah. came past. Yeah. Absolutely. He still came back. You know, yeah. but the size you guys saw it is not oh, yeah. small. Yeah. yeah, that was exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, John. You're most welcome. Thanks, John. Thank and guys, you. thank you for listening, joining us live in Saba, Borneo. Oh, my God.